Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I have built a set of mathematical models called Sideline that predict various sports outcomes. You'll hear more about the models in the course of this episode. So let's cover six Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Also, if you're interested in projections or picks for every game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. Remember, that's where you're going to get access to the Discord chat. Best place to get questions answered about the model, about games, about line changes, any of that from me. Also, for this Wednesday, we've got a handful of day games. We're going to cover one of them. A handful of them don't have lines up yet. So, again, that's the place, Dub Club there, where you're going to get all those picks, all the A-grade picks, which continue to tear it up, as is the case has been the case for a long while now. Worked for us in college basketball. Worked for us last baseball season. Working for us now. Those A-grade plays, obviously, I know it's where it's at. And that's the place to get them over there on Dub Club. Remember that sports are unpredictable. So the discussion on this show projects a typical game and does not try to forecast it to a T. Is it be a foolish and impossible goal? I'm always talking about games come from distributions. We think about a game being played. And sometimes you get weird events like if you played it 100 times, you get one of those 1 in 100 outcomes. And that's the realization we get. That doesn't mean it's wise to predict that, though. You know, when, when, when a team wins 10 nothing, you'd be foolish to try to predict that. We know that's a very unlikely event, and so we're just going to shrug those off and say in the long run, we have a process that works. It's been proven, so hop on board and enjoy the profits. It's about the long term, though. It's kind of like the stock market. You know, you kind of just sit back, you you know, think about mutual funds, you know, you just put a little bit of money in the stock market, whether it's just a few hundred bucks or more, whatever, you know, and you just kind of let it do its thing. You don't, you know, it's up and down, up and down, up and down, but just slowly over the long term, it goes up. Not every stretch is up. But in the long term, it's up, and that's kind of what we're talking about here. Individual games get weird, but in the end, the trend is positive, and that's what we want. But on a day-to-day basis, good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say we can be profitable every single day, unfortunately, that's just an impossible reality. Uh, Going to get right to it here before we do some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball, and there'll be your college football content. This channel provides the way I run things around here. A grade money line plays return four units. That is the risk plus win equals four. B grades return three. C grades return two. I like that scaling. And I'll talk about it specifically here with a couple of the picks today about why I like it. Uh, it kind of allows us to play a bigger favorite and a bigger dog. We're going to play one of each year uh, right off the bat. And this scaling allows us to do that without it being quite such a, a wash with regards to, you know, you win a favorite, you lose a, a dog, and all of a sudden it, it breaks even. This kind of allows you to, to, to profit a little bit more, puts a little bit less in those dogs because we know they're less likely to win a little bit more on the favorites, but it's just a little bit more dynamic than, than flat betting. But with the scaling and with the picks, as always, take what you like. And leave the rest. Starting off with that late afternoon game, 4, 10 p.m. Eastern. Reds at the Padres. Taking a big favorite here in the Padres at minus 245. It's a B grade according to the value. And again, when we're talking about big numbers, whether it's big plus or big minus, the only thing that matters is the value proposition. And whether you're using my model or someone else's model, that's up to you to decide. But in my opinion, this is just my opinion here, and I'm just the, the robot math geek. Assess the probability that the Padres win. Assess the probability the Reds win. Of course, it's one minus the other, right? Um, 
you know, and, and compare that to the implied probability and the odds and find out if you think it has value. If it falls in the, in the no man's land where the juice is, then don't bet it. If you think the Reds have value, play them. If you think the Padres have value, play them. And again, that scaling system I talked about kind of allows us to do that a little bit more than just having to risk a ton of money on one side. It kind of scales it, makes it a little bit more palatable in my opinion. And again, this is a process that works over the long run. So anybody's like, well, I just can't risk that or whatever. It's like, well, then you don't like long-term winning, I guess. That's the only thing I can say to you because I'm showing that long-term we can play big favorites. What we need to ensure is we need to ensure that these minus 245 picks that we're taking, that they are winning more than 70% of the time or else they're not going to have value. Really hoping to get more like 75% we're hoping for. In this case, the models of the Padres are 72.3% to win and that the price should be minus 261. So it's a big favorite. You can do parlays if you like. You can try run line if you, if you like. But again, if you just scale it out and just focus on slow and steady growth, you will see what matters at the end, which is your bankroll growing and honestly folks that's all i care about is my bankroll growing i don't care how it does i don't care how sexy it is that's what i like to see because then at the end of the month i can pull that money back out and have some play money and start over with the same bankroll i had and that's the goal here and so this is just a, not a sexy play but the padres are just a lot better than the reds and i love seth lugo love what he's done so far this season i think he's undervalued luis sessa and nine 55 ERA. Now he's not that bad. The underlying metrics have him more in the six range, but obviously that's still really bad. One of the worst starting pitchers in baseball. This Reds bullpen's not very good. Their offense isn't very good. I don't know if the Padres, if going to Mexico City figured anything out for them. Who knows? Uh, I am backing them here on Tuesday night, so we'll see if that wins. They went handily on Monday. I thought they might have a tough time coming off that travel. Uh, the Giants did apparently uh, with the Astros, even without. You know, their starter the starter went eight pitches, right? But uh didn't matter for the Padres. It looked great. And part of that, part of that's probably the Reds. The Reds are not a good baseball team. We've been fading them a lot this season, other than when they've played like the Nats and the Rockies and those type of teams, the only teams that might be worse than they are. Reds are just really bad. I think the books just haven't caught up to just how bad some of these teams are. That's why we're taking a big favorite here in the Padres. Again, I think this price should be higher. I'm not playing this once it gets to 270. Uh, but in the minus two mid minus two fifties two hundreds to, you know, two forty two fifty two sixty, I think it's a decent play. However you want to do it. There's a lot of different ways you can go. Uh, if you were looking for a team total angle, the play would be reds team total under, as I just don't think their offense is good enough to score in a pitcher friendly ballpark against a pitcher like Seth Lugo, who again has provided a lot of value for the Padres being solidly consistent, eating, up some innings, almost six innings per start, and that allows the Padres to turn it over to their better relievers. The Padres don't have any reliever depth, but the back end is pretty decent at least. Weather-wise, about 60 degrees for the totality of this game. Wind blowing kind of across, kind of out, so it may help the hitters. It may not. Around 10 miles an hour, uh, but again, a pitcher-friendly ballpark. The model projects eight. The actual total is nine. I'm not touching the total. Uh, if you think the Padres, again, my, my main recommendation, Padres minus 245. I know it's not sexy. We'll talk about a dog that's sexy or not sexy for different reasons here next. But for now, I know it's not sexy. That's my strongest play. If you want to go run line, if you want to put it in a parlay, or if you want to go Reds team total under, those are alternate ways I would play. I would not play those additionally. There's not enough value on minus 245 to play 245 and those things, but I do think if you want to do an or, those are other ways you can do it. I'm just going to take the minus 245. I know it's not sexy, but again, of all the minus 245 ish plays we've made this year, we're winning close to 75% of them and they're being profitable for us. 
We aren't going to win them all. I don't know if this is one of the ones that loses, but all we got to do is win three out of four. And that's about what we've been doing with the big favorites that we have selected because we aren't playing them all. Case in point, 6.45 p.m. Eastern Pirates at the Rays. Rays are huge favorites. On the other side of this one, on the Pirates at plus 194, Mitch Keller and Shane McClanahan, two pitchers I like a lot. And McClanahan is obviously one of the top pitchers in baseball, top 10, probably for sure top 15. Great results so far this season. The underlying metrics say it probably isn't that good. But again, that's not really saying much because he does have a 212 ERA. Advanced metrics, though, still solid for him. Still a great pitcher. Um I just, he's just not quite as great as that 212 year. That's really all I'm saying. He's still a great pitcher for sure. Ray's offense, fantastic. Ray's bullpen, still solid. This Pirates team, though, we've been backing them. They've been good to us. I think there's a little bit of value here. Taking a chance on the dog. Mitch Keller's been really good to us. His underlying metrics align pretty well with that 353 ERA. He's definitely having a breakout season. Uh, I think, you know, he, he, he's actually he's actually gone more innings than McClanahan has this year in the same number of starts. I think he can kind of go toe-to-toe. This is a tight contest. Pirates, maybe pull it out if you want to play a little safer, maybe play run line. You got some different ways you can look at this one, but I think there's a there's a decent bit of value here on the Pirates plus 194 because I think they could win this around one out of three times, and that's about your break-even point. And that's, again, considering that the model's really skeptical on the Pirates. I mentioned this previously. If I ranked them out full team value, you know, I think they're like 23rd or something like that with the O'Neill Cruz injury, you know, definitely mattering there. They might be a little better than that. I mean, they're obviously not a top 10 team in baseball, but I think they're probably better than like 23rd, you know? So if the model's a little bit shy on them, I think there's a little bit of value here, just taking a stab on the dog. And what I like about this is a C grade pick on a dog. We're risking like six tenths of a unit. We're not really risking that much. Here, we're risking you know a lot of the on the Padres, but they're a whole lot more likely to win. If the Padres win and the Rays win, just like they both should, then we're still going to win money on this. And if the Pirates pull the upset off, we don't have to risk a whole lot to get a whole lot back on our money. So not a ton invested here. Just I think it's worth a stab here back in the Pirates. Again, McClanahan's really good, but so is Mitch Kelly this Pirates. Seems not bad. Anything can happen in baseball. And so let's see if they can pull the upset. Total on this one is seven. Model says 7.7. I'm not touching the over with these two pitchers, uh, bottom line, I'm not touching the over, but the model would say go over models said to go over in a lot of McClanahan starts. And that's actually been kind of the case is he's been in some higher scoring games. Surprisingly, I don't know. I'm not doing it myself. I'm, I'm just passing on the total personally. Seven to 5 PM Eastern guardians at the Yankees and back the guardians here with the C grade, mainly because it's Shane Bieber versus Clark Schmidt. And do I really have to say more? It's Shane Bieber versus Clark Schmidt. And I don't have to pay a huge price. Minus minus one thirty two is almost as good of a price as we're going to be able to get on a guy like Shane Bieber, he's just, he's always priced so high. He's a great pitcher. Uh, maybe not quite as good as he's been at times in the past, but still one of the top pitchers in baseball. 311 ERA on the season. Advanced metrics have him just a tick higher than that. And Clark Schmidt, probably not as bad as that 684 ERA, but he's definitely a below average pitcher. So you have a massive pitching edge here for the Guardians. Bullpens, probably about a wash, more or less. Uh, offensively, Though the Guardians offense, while it's been disappointing, I still think is better than this Yankees offense without uh, Aaron Judge in it. It just he he matters so much. He's like their whole offense, basically. Like, you know, the Yankees are a, a bunch of great starting pitching, uh, half of whom are hurt, and Aaron Judge, who's hurt, right? So it's like at this point, it's just hard to find reasons to back the Yankees on the Guardians here. The price is a little too high, but the Yankees team still isn't bad and the bullpen's good. So I mean it's not like they're a terrible team. It's just not a great price in order to be invested too much more. Model says Guardians minus 125, so play minus 132. 
I think it's worth the investment. I'm on it here at a small amount, but it's not what I'm going to put too much money on. This is definitely one to keep an eye on. The Yankees always get public money. Now, I don't know if they're going to get public money against Shane Bieber because he's a guy who tends to get public money too. So I'm not really sure this number is going to get any better for us. But as I mentioned yesterday, this is one where I recommend putting a little bit here at this price. If it gets better, put a little bit more. If not, oh well. I still think it's reasonable to play at this price. So I don't really want to play too much higher than this. Total on this one is seven and a half. Model projects 6.9. So this is an underplay for me. Guardians offense below average. Yankees offense, like I said, really below average against a guy like Bieber. I don't think there's going to be very many runs in this game. So under seven and a half is an official pick for me, especially given the weather. We're going to be in the upper 40s for this one, so the ball's not going to carry whatsoever. We will have a slight breeze blowing out, but it won't be very strong. And the main thing is the cold weather should keep the ball in the park. Also at 7 p.m. Eastern, Blue Jays at the Red Sox. Suspect the Red Sox here at plus 120. Only a C-grade pick for similar reasons I talked about in the previous game. The value is just not there. Model says it should be Blue Jays minus 123, so we're not really getting the great price. But here's the thing. I do think this is worth an investment in your portfolio. That's why we're talking about it here. Why is that? Because I want to fade Alec Manoa. So it's not a great price, but again, putting just a little bit of an investment here against him is a strong way to go. Uh, both these bullpens are solid. So you can play at first five, you can play at full game. You can play the Red Sox team total over if you want. The fear with that is it's going to be a chilly night, but this is a very hitter from the ballpark. There's a couple different ways to do it. I'm just going to stick with a small investment at Red Sox plus 120 and treat it kind of like I did with like I talked about with the Guardians, if the price gets better, you can put a little more. If it doesn't, oh, well, at least I've got some skin in the game here fading a guy like Manoa who's just been rough at best this year, 48 ERA, but the advanced metrics say his ERA should be a full run higher. Pavetta hasn't been that good either, but he wasn't expected to be that good, so it's kind of more of the same from him. It's that Manoa's just going the wrong direction, and when are the wheels going to stop spinning on him? I have no idea. Maybe he can figure it out, but a pitcher front, I mean, it should be a hitter-friendly ballpark against a decent offense from Boston, slightly above average. Not really a recipe for success here. The only thing that's helping him, chilly night in Boston, upper 40 degrees on the weather. Wind blowing mostly across, so no wind effect. So the temperatures will help, but Fenway is so hitter-friendly. Talking about the green monster, being able to hit doubles off it. All that ground in center field, it's hard to cover all of it, and then how it hooks in at right field. You know, bold enough to carry very far to get around Um a home run if you pull it right down the line right field so it's just such a header from the ballpark that the weather doesn't matter quite as much there as it does in just about every other ballpark so total on this one is projected to be 9.4 i'm seeing nine and nine and a half i think it's a pretty good total number i might go over nine if i if if i had to uh i'm not loving it because the temperature is so cold but with these pitchers over probably is a solid way to go. I just think the Red Sox got a chance to pull the upset here, given the fact that Manoa hasn't looked that good all season. 7 p.m. Eastern Twins at the White Sox. I know it sounds crazy. I know, I know, I know, but hear me out. Let's, let's, let's flirt with the White Sox here a little bit. Minus 108, only a C grade. Model says it should be White Sox minus 104. So if you can get something close to even money, it jumps to a B grade. And this is all about Dylan Cease. He struggled this year. The advanced metrics haven't been that kind to him this year, but he's still a really good pitcher. He's a better pitcher than Louis Varland, who's more of a minor league depth guy, in my opinion, who's competent and can come up there and in the big leagues and pitch decent. And 
with the way the White Sox have gone, I mean, maybe he'll have success here in this one. It's just, I think this White Sox offense is good enough to score off a guy like Varlin. I think Cease is good enough to hold the Twins offense. I think the White Sox at home have a chance to win this. Their bullpen has been atrocious. I'm well aware of that. But look, they aren't going to lose every game the rest of the season. And the games that they win are more likely to come from Dylan Cease starting because so many of their starters have just completely fallen off a cliff at this point. So why not take a chance with a guy like Dylan Cease? You're not going to get a price this good with him, uh, you know, very many times uh, unless they're playing, you know, a top in team and, and the twins are solid. They got a good bullpen, but you know, the twins are still, in my opinion, especially with the guy like Varlin on the mound, you know, they got some good starters and they got some injured starters. So the twins overall get a good team. I'm not trying to insult the twins here, but with Varlin on the mound, this twins offense is still a notch behind the Dodgers, the Braves, the Astros, right? Some of these other teams um, in, in the league, right? So this is a decent spot for Cease. Usually Cease against a decent offense and a mediocre starter. He, You know, at home, he'd be like minus 150 or something, right? So minus 108's worth a stab here on the White Sox. Again, they're going to win some games at some point. Uh, they aren't going to go over, right? Probably. Uh, I know I know. if you're a Sox fan, m- maybe you're worried about that because it feels that way, but they're going to win some games. And Cease is still a really good pitcher. Um, again, this Twins team, the strength, all those starting pitchers, just half of them are hurt right now. And that matters in a game like this. If they had, you know, a Sonny Gray throwing this, a Pablo Lopez, some of their better guys, a couple of their hurt pitchers, right? They, they got a chance to to beat a guy like Cease on the road, which is not always an easy feat. Uh, but I think the Sox got a good chance to win this one. I think minus 108, a decent investment. Only Seagrave value, so I'm not putting too much on it. But this is something that I do think is worth your money. I'm also playing the total. I'm playing under eight as the model projects 7.1 chilly day, chilly night here in Chicago, low 40s. Wind will be blowing in, starting around 10 miles an hour. It will be dying down as the night goes along. But chilly, wind blowing in in a pretty neutral park, um, you know, White Sox offense, I think they can score off Arlen, but they're still not good enough, I think, to score seven, right? And, of course, Dylan Cease, as good as he is, you do have to worry about the White Sox bullpen. I know they're terrible, I know, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, I, I think under still the way to go on this one. I still think it's a smart investment. Uh, those guys are going to have some scoreless innings. Cease, good chance he can go six or seven. He does sometimes get his pitch count up there, right? But, if he, if he can go a little bit longer for us, I think this under has got a lot of value here under eight. Again, model projects about seven. And then wrapping us up here, 7.40 p.m. Eastern, Orioles at the Royals. Subscribe to the Orioles here, minus 142. B-grade value, as the model says, it should be Orioles, minus 149. They win about 60% of the time. And this is really about Kyle Gibson, who's hanging on to mediocrity against all odds. I really thought he was done a year ago. Some of the underlying metrics on him were terrible, but he's bounced back and is a mediocre pitcher versus that Grinky who is just going the wrong direction. He held on last year to mediocrity. It's just this year has not gone well for him. When father time comes, he comes and it usually isn't pretty and it hasn't been pretty for Grinky this year. 610 ERA underlying metrics say it should still be in the mid to low fives. Massive pitching edge here. Not that Gibson's great. I just think he's at least mediocre and I cannot say the same about Grinky. Orioles offense a lot better. Relievers a lot better. I think they should be bigger favorites. I still think the books haven't caught up to the fact that this Orioles team is for real. And so until they give them that extra percent or two boost, I think for the most part, we should keep backing them until people realize this Royals team is in for a long season and gives them that percent or two drop. We should keep fading them. It's a nice little storm here. Decent value at minus 142. Definitely think it's worth your investment here. Total is 
eight and a half or nine model says 9.3. So this would definitely be an overspot. It's not one I'm officially playing. Uh, but again, anytime Grinky's involved, you could end up with a lot of runs. Kaufman is a pretty hitter friendly ballpark. We're going to be in the low seventies to start low sixties to close a slight breeze blowing out, but not very strong. I'm just not quite as excited about playing this over. So it's not an official pick because I just want to focus my efforts on rooting for the Orioles. But I do think again, if I was going to play it over would be a play here for some of the other totals where I look at, I just say I have no feel whatsoever. I do think over is a decent investment here. I just think it falls a shade behind the value of backing the Orioles in the minus one forties. And that's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy the sports betting content provided on this channel. Drop right into your feed. Be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. Until then, as always, best of luck. Remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.